0: Hello, welcome to Firewatch, the Scottsdale Fire Department's podcast. Each episode, we'll be taking you behind the scenes and getting to know your SFD firefighters who continue to confront the hazards of our growing urban environment and continue to mitigate complex life safety problems through risk management, strategic planning, disciplined deployment and aggressive fire attack and rescue philosophy, bravely and successfully. With the city of Scottsdale's super season upon us, we have a special show this week on episode one of Firewatch. We are joined by key powerhouses that help pull off the WM Phoenix Open, also known as the greenest show on grass, and Barrett Jackson's the world's greatest collector car auction. Now, your host, Public Information Officer, Captain Dave Folio.
1: Welcome to episode one of the Scottsdale Fire Department's Fire Watch. I'm your host, Public Information Officer Captain Dave Folio. We have a special show this week. We are joined by two of the key powerhouses that help pull off the WM Phoenix Open, also known as the greatest show on grass, and Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auction. So, event season's upon us, uh, and here in Scottsdale, we're calling it Scottsdale Super Season. There's tons of events. For instance, tomorrow uh, on a Sunday, January 15th, starts off the Rockwell Marathon. Um, we've already had the Fiesta Bowl in town, and we know uh, the little game over in Glendale is coming also um, called the Super Bowl. So all the international eyes are going to be on Arizona this next month, and it have already started with the Fiesta Bowl, like I mentioned. Chief Swick, I know your division falls under, when you look at the org chart, you're, you've got the fire marshal under you, planning, We've got, uh, and it's no secret by now, we've got uh, three or four sanctioned NFL events that are in town. Uh, we've got a host NFL team staying in our city. Uh, so I can't imagine the permit process and the planning <laughs> and all that that goes into it. Um, and then eventually, like I said, we've got two of the biggest events, signature events with the WM Phoenix Open and Barrett-Jackson.
2: Yes, so so my team, the prevention team, is uh, responsible for all those plans um for the events and all the inspections and actually a big piece of their time is meeting with the uh, promoters and 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 vendors to um, always work out Um, sometimes there are um, some solutions that need to be come up with because we've got um, interesting venues and interesting layouts of the venues and I'm proud to say uh, our team is awesome and we we always uh, get to yes with our partners um doing that what's what makes it a heavy load is they're still doing all their regular job too um construction in Scottsdale is at record record uh, pace right now with uh, building permits being pulled so that equates to um our our fire marshal Uh, working on the design and review of buildings to make sure fire trucks can get around them with with landscaping, et cetera. And then the plan reviewers have to review everything, and then the inspectors inspect everything. Um, And then a couple more pieces we have to my team is um, for non-emergent but but important safety, uh, we have a community outreach. That person uh, helps uh, connect uh, maybe maybe uh, older homeowners, uh, to fix up their homes or make it safe to keep them from falling, slipping, things like that. And then, um, last but not least, we have a community risk reduction captains. They are on 24 hours a day, uh, 365 days a year. And they, they fill in all the gaps. They do, uh, they do a lot for the suppression team to help them with, uh, some of their calls that get sticky. And then um, they they do Firewise. Their uh, threat liaison officers they do a lot as well. So all of that combination is is every day. And then and then to help the over 10 million people that uh, visitors that come for event season. So when you're talking about building relationships and uh, working together to uh, to
1: pull off these event these massive events, where uh, like I said, we're we're talking about the Super Bowl being in town. And you and I have sat in on working groups, several working groups where I don't know about you, but I sit in there and I kind of giggle because they talk about 60, 70,000 people coming into one facility. And then the WM Phoenix Open, when you're talking about a you know, 100,000 to two hundred to 240,000 on a day, uh, this year is a Super Bowl year. As we know, um, the Super Bowl's in town. The economic impacts of that alone are just crazy, and we'll go into some of those numbers of the numbers that were last year. 720 million in economic impact just brought into the Arizona region, and that was last year's event. So, uh, you're talking about two million in grants, and we'll we'll get into the the amount of charity work and the amount of money that's given to charities locally in Arizona, also. Uh, but uh, without without delay, uh, these two uh, iconic guest panelists are uh, Casey McDonald. He's the director. Uh, of on-site operations for Barrett Jackson he is the owner of event management consultants uh, co-owner of the air show management group and uh, welcome thanks for uh, taking that I know it is billed out we are seven days away from uh, January 21st Barrett Jackson Auto Auction starts I know you're loaded in Monday I gotta be honest with you um, when I went to ask you <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna say yes but but for you to be here and 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 to take your time I really appreciate it so welcome Thanks
3: for asking. Uh, Actually, take this as a break. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad I could provide that break for you. We really appreciate it. We actually started taking cars in this morning, so we've already got a couple hundred cars on site, and uh, like you said, we're finishing building out. Vendor sponsors will move in Monday, and uh, we'll get after it. That's awesome. Um, So we'll go in a little more in depth of uh, how you
1: got started, but I'm going to Uh, introduce a friend of yours and and I've been working at these events for probably 25 years in some capacity and now you know obviously public information officer I never knew you two knew each other uh, until I actually asked you to do the podcast but um Brady Castro is uh, the principal pro-am at uh at pro-am and he is um joining us today also he's responsible for the management and development of existing and well as new strategic accounts for the consolidated organization uh let me start welcome and and same thing the build out at the wm uh, phoenix open is is well into place the bird's nest going up for for you to take the time also um i told my chief chief tom shannon that there was no way either one of you were going to be here so it kind of goes back to what chief Kerry swick was saying right we build these relationships
4: we build these friendships and so thank you for being here brady yeah, Dave. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. The uh, Scottsdale Fire Department has been great partners for us, so I appreciate you asking. And KSO, okay, it's always good to see you. <laughs> it's, it's funny, is we've known each other for twenty five years. Also,
1: yeah. So I do want to bring up uh, one other thing. Uh, everybody's watching Yellowstone right now, and um, for those of you in the uh, radio world and not the TV world. Uh, so if you've ever seen brady castro he does look like rip wheeler so um so i would just like to point that out real quick uh so so it's a little generous but thank you. oh no, yeah so and I, what made me think of this was everybody's uh i was listening to k and ix actually and uh, they were talking about all these large venues and concerts and and you're going to see it and you'll probably be mistaken for you know rip wheeler uh who cole ha- hauser is the character that plays rip wheeler on Yellowstone. But you got to be really be careful when we're when we're uh Jason Aldean on Thursday night, I think, at the bird's nest because that's the popular thing right now. Everybody's buying that hat, they can't keep these hats in stock. Uh, and like I said, he's a, extremely popular. So I think you are the rip wheeler probably of the WM Phoenix Open this
4: year. So I think I don't, he's uh. I don't have, he doesn't have as much grain as beard as I do, so.
1: Yeah, well, he's, he doesn't have a lot of responsibilities out there. So, without further ado, uh, we do have the John Dutton of the Barrett-Jackson also, so when you're talking about Casey McDonald, yes, absolutely. isn't there some resemblance right yes. there, uh, John Dutton? So, so, yeah, so we've got that out of the way. Uh, interesting uh, conversation with you two. Uh, how do you, so... I've seen you guys around there too, and I've also wondered how do you even get started in the event industry to to be at your guys's position. And I'll let Casey start, um if you don't mind. Like, how do you even get started in the industry?
3: You know, it wasn't uh, on purpose. Um, I came down out of high school, got a job as a valet parking attendant, and literally just worked private parties. I worked the Phoenix Open as a valet parking attendant. Then I managed a valet company. Then I started my own valet company, and then. I started part of Pro-M, which is where Brady came in, and it just evolved. I mean, it wasn't something I did on purpose, um, but it just evolved over time. I built a relationship with Craig Jackson and the Arabian Horse Show and some of those other big events. And uh, it just literally, you know, 25 years ago, I didn't know what i do today existed. Just, mm. You just kind of grow into it.
1: Yeah, so you were you were saying? I remember we had we were having a little bit of a conversation with it started at the valet uh, part of it, right? Where yep. you were you were doing the valet, and then I, I'm pretty sure Brady's probably going to have a pretty
3: similar story. Did you actually hire Brady? So I was at Pro M when Brady started in what 98
4: November of 98 yeah. <laughs>
3: November of 98. So Brady came in November of 98. Obviously was uh, stood out amongst everybody. So he moved up the ladder really quick. But yep, he was. Uh, he got his pro M nickname pretty quickly. <laughs>
4: We're not going to talk about that.
1: <laughs> That's a cool story. Um, so, so I would imagine that when you're when you're working in that type of atmosphere and to the level you're at, you build. It's just about building relationships and uh, tr- and 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 obviously for you two to be here today, you've got to have a team underneath you that you trust, uh, that 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 gets the job done. And it amazes me every year when you. Especially if Barrett, Barrett's growing, and we'll 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 ask you uh, shortly what's what's new at Barrett this year. And the same thing with the Open. You know, you go out to the Open one day, and you go out the next day, and there's another level built. So, um, Brady, how did how did you get started in the industry? I, I, I know that he hired you as a valet, and there was a little story. You know, they they went to Barrett Jackson, and they did it. The, did valet for actually Craig at Barrett Jackson, and obviously built a relationship where
4: now he's uh, trusted to do the director of operations. I actually started working um, security in the arena where I went to school at Southern Illinois University, hmm. and when I moved to Arizona in '98, um, I saw an ad in the New Times, and it said uh, fun work, fast money, and so I said, uh, you know, event work. I'm like, so I went and applied, and you know, of course, I put on my suit, and went in there, and interviewed and whatever, and uh met casey and uh got hired and you know just started working i started taking money at asu doing parking and then casey told me i could get a 50 cent raise if i got a security license so i went got a security license started doing overnight security and
2: this was 1998 <laughs> this was the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a huge race
4: and, and then it, so you know we did bear jackson we did the horse show and i remember this was february february of 99 and we had just finished uh, a show at um rawhide when it was up on up north i think it was a chris Ledoux show we just done and uh, you know when i look at casey he's one of the guys that taught me how to be in this business how to be successful he's one of the guys that taught me a lot of what i know in this business so i'm very grateful for that but we're, we're sitting in the truck and we've just done light towers or something and he said hey you know this business is at a point where we're either going to stay big or stay small or get big. And and if we're going to get big, we need to develop the security. We need to, you know, do some other stuff. And, you know, do you want to come on full time and, and take on a different role and do some sales and some other stuff? And, and he's like, we'll pay you $9 an hour. And I'm like, awesome. Like, let's do that. That sounds fantastic. So yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it, it was, you know, you don't forget times like that. And, you know, that was back when basically ProM was five guys and four pickup trucks and we had a little twelve foot white trailer and that's how we did everything, right? And then you buy a fuel truck and you start a fence company and do all this stuff. But it's like I said, I'm I'm always, you know, Casey's one of the guys that taught me how to be successful in this business. A lot of things I know. So I've always been grateful for that.
1: That's awesome. Uh, so with it being a Super Bowl year here in this in the Valley, I can't imagine that uh the planning that goes so so one of the things that happens with us, and it, it was interesting to listen to Pat Williams we had in yesterday from uh, the Thunderbirds. He's the, the chair for the Thunderbirds this year. He was talking about the, the f- planning six, seven steps ahead to, to get those resources. Because the Super Bowl's in town, there's events going up every day, sanctioned, not sanctioned, and they're all trying to get the same equipment. Um, was it are you seeing it difficult or do you guys or do both companies own their own equipment when and you just bring it in from a warehouse, um, you know, I, I would imagine that it's hundreds of trips and semi trucks just to get the equipment in and October I think first is the first stake in the ground I know at, at WM Phoenix open. Uh, but the same thing for uh, Barrett-Jackson. So we'll start with you, uh, Brady. Um, has it been hard to get the resources,
4: or is it pretty easy because ProM owns all the tents? Yeah, we own all of our stuff. There is some stuff that we've had to source that it's not as difficult this year as it was maybe last year uh, or immediately following you know, COVID that it was tough. Uh, most of the equipment that we use for the Phoenix Open that lives here in Phoenix is dedicated to the Phoenix Open. That's a long-term contract. It's a reoccurring event. Um, the Super Bowl business, the other ancillary stuff that's happening is mostly being serviced uh, out of our LA and Chicago warehouses. So we've got, we've got warehouses in Phoenix and LA and Chicago and Orlando. So a lot of the stuff that we're doing for the NFL at the stadium is coming out of LA and then being supported by Chicago. So it's, you know, we did Super Bowl last year um, when it was in LA. Yeah, And, you know, we kind of, that Super Bowl weekend uh, Pro M had, we had 1.3 million square feet of tents that were in the air between the NFL to Super Bowl, between Phoenix Open, some of the car shows we do, some other stuff. And, you know, that's, it's kind of amazing to think that we'll probably beat that this year. Uh, So the equipment that we've had, we were able to secure, you know, our long term contracts, partnerships like the Thunderbirds, things like that. We make sure that we take care of those before we look at other ancillary events that may pop up around because of Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. So Barrett Jackson, I remember when we were in a little tent and, you know, the one single tent and now that thing's gone to probably four or five tents. We've added, you know, I think the partnership with Westworld, they added uh, a lot of the uh, structure there, more of a structure. And then they do a lot of horse events like the Arabian Horse Show that you're part of. Have you seen it hard for resources this year?
3: Uh, not really. It's the same thing that Brady said. We've got, I mean, I got partners that have been with Barrett Jackson forever. Uh, you know, Creative Event Rentals has been there for 30 years, and the Greco's been there since 2003, and the Lighting Audio Video guys for 15 years. So we have these relationships with the contractors, and a lot of them have the feeling of if they want to support their business that's here every year, not just a Super Bowl that's here every five or six years. So um, I haven't really had a, a big problem, and, and like Brady said, it's, you know, staffing is easier this year than it was last year. Um, there's a lot of things that are that are easier, and we do own some of, Barrett-Jackson owns some of their own tents, um, the bigger part. So, you know, what we went, you're right, we went from a little small tent to the Guinness Book of World Records, world's largest tent, which we set that record, I think, four or five years ago, and, and uh, you know, it's a temporary event. If you build the tent, you gotta heat it, cool it, light it, um, you know, provide all the exiting plans, all that stuff that
2: goes with it. So, but resource wise, it hasn't been too bad. So uh, Casey and I were talking yesterday and on the, the public safety side or the response side from fire, we were also talking about, I think we handled that thing with two firefighters and a radio and a golf cart and <laughs> may or may not have had medical uh, supplies even, but, and now, um, now it's really uh, uh bear. Jackson has, um, funded a whole all hazards fire department on site for the whole week. Yeah, that's,
1: that's impressive to think about. And in all, in every single one of my, my, uh, PSAs that I shoot, I talk about a city within a city. I mean, there's, I remember reading back even last year and we double our population out at the open. Um, we bring in these restaurants on all the way out at the 16th hole. We work with SPD and a unified command system pro-am, we work with uh, Barrett Jackson, and we strategically place equipment around to be able to handle an incident if it happens. So I think that's, that's one of the takeaways that people don't realize. Um, so, so this year, what do you think, what changes have been made or what can people expect at, at Barrett Jackson that it improved, gotten bigger? Uh, I know that it just keeps adding uh, the, every experience and it, it's the excitement of it. There's concerts out there. I know the we, Saturday before the open starts, we do a concert at the at the Coliseum. Now, have you what what have you guys added
3: that's uh, going to be bigger this year? So we've extended some of the live music that we have during the week. Um, to so we'll have live music Tuesday through Saturday evenings um, in the uh, South Showcase, which is the Equidome that we we transform into a showcase for the Friday cars. Mm-hmm. But we've added that. Um, you know, Endeavor IMG has actually came in as a Partner and bought into the Barrett Jackson brand, and so with them, we're looking at all our opportunities on how we can make it grow in the future. But there will be a lot of just minor detail stuff that are going that's going to be a little bit different than it's been before. We'll have a DJ that's playing in one of the bars outside that we've never had before, so it's it's taking it to the next level when it comes to experience and and elevating that experience for the customers that come.
1: Yeah. So for us, I know one of the the after actions that we do, um, we always try to learn something from each one of these events. And as we move through, we, you know, we learned that you, you gotta do something with the entrance or more signs or so, and it really shows how we work together, uh, and clap, you know, we collaborate with each other. We're in constant communications. You go to more meetings than you probably wish you would want to go to where changes are made and you don't know about it or, or you do know about it. Uh, <laughs> what would you what's what's is there any one thing with the WM Phoenix Open that, or is it has it been pretty
4: smooth you know I, I would say that we're we're ready I mean we're excited for everybody to show up on February 4th and then end you know, February 6th the concert in the Coliseum is going to be great again We've you know we've got a Maroon 5 great lineup you know we learned some things last year about how to make it a better experience for our guests and, and I think people will see that you alluded to the entrance you know with the DraftKings Lounge being built there on the old expo pad and the entrance is going to be very different this year. I think with the collaboration we've done with all of our partners and the city and the public safety, it's going to be different, but I think it'll be great. I think, you know, it'll be more of a grand arrival moment than we've had in the past. Um, You know, on course, they've, the fan zone area has been completely rebuilt and redesigned. There's a new venue there, Goldwater Grill, which I think is going to be exciting. A much larger merchandise tent on course, which is, I mean, it's a 26,000 square foot, Ted, that's exciting. There's some new uh, on 18, on 16, there's some more double decks. So, you know, the course, a lot of it is the same. People will come in. It's going to be exciting as ever. Uh, but there are some some changes there, which I'm looking forward to and I think will be very well received. Uh, you know, we always get the question of, I don't know how you guys do it, but literally it's all hands on deck for us.
1: Um, we, we, we ask people to work a lot of overtime apartments. We're not giving out this year because obviously we always have the big events, but we'll be taking some in. Um, can you speak to, uh, you know, I, I know we've got a hazmat component that we bring in and or uh, what a lot of people don't realize is automatic aid system. So if we do have a big incident that happens at any one of our events in the city of Scottsdale, we hit, we can hit Tempe, Chandler, Phoenix, uh, Glendale. They are all coming, uh, you know, the, at the and they're on a dispatch automatic aid system. So we do have that in place. But
2: So, yes, and let's back up a minute. Although we've done these, we do these events over and over and over for, for many years, uh, that doesn't mean a month before we pop it out and everything's done and figured in, this is year long planning for fire police and the, and the promoters as well. So, um, it's again, it's not a, oh, it's, oh, it's a vet season. We've got to really push, you know, these last two weeks. It's, it's all year, all year planning so yes um the partnerships that come in uh threat liaison officers from all over the valley both uh, pd and fire and they make up walking teams um that can come um, with uh, radiation monitors etc and try and again prevent prevent um anything from happening but it's a lot of uh, a lot of partnership with the whole valley including the the planning process that has the 26 you know, resource working group teams that are supporting both and, and golf.
1: All right. I've got three questions. So the first one is if you could be, yeah, vacation
3: anywhere in the world, where would it be? Go ahead, Casey. After the Brad Jackson's over, my favorite place to go is home. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, just hold week just to see the home, Sometimes just home and relax for a couple of days. The best vacation ever. <laughs> I like you it have to talk to people, see people. It's awesome. All right. Uh, I mean, I was, I, 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 went, I went, I've been to Alaska. Alaska was awesome. Um, I, and I can't wait to go back. Um, that's a domestic place. Montana's beautiful. I spend two or three weeks of the year there. Um, I like the outdoors more mountains, pine trees, but yeah, summertime, I spend a lot of time on vacation.
4: Nice. Brady, but, you know, it's unfortunately or fortunately, I'm kind of a creature of habit. So I tend to go to the same places. I, I do love to travel. You know, I'd There's a lot of places in the world i want to see but you know when the opens over i either want to go to coronado and have a drink at danny's or during the summer go back to chicago go to a cubs game so those are kind of like my two favorite things to do Now, granted i would love to travel the world but i either go to coronado or i go to go home back chicago go to a cubs game
1: nice uh so
4: we'll stick with brady what was the make and model of your first car Uh, I would give anything to have this back. It was a 1966 Chevy pickup, an eight-foot bed, mahogany bed, 4.11 rear end, three in the tree. It was fire engine red. My dad and I bought it for $1,800. We did a bunch of stuff to the engine. This truck was gorgeous, and I would give anything to have that thing.
2: K- Casey, Casey may have one for you for two hundred fifty yeah. <laughs> thousand dollars. I might have to have to borrow some money from case to be sure. I'm oh, I'm
4: a <laughs> we have
3: a finance program. Yeah, twenty percent. <laughs> so my first car was a nineteen seventy seven Olds Cutlass Supreme Brome. and uh, I got it, I bought it for forty five hundred bucks, and uh, painted it. It was voted the best car in my class when I was a senior in high school. I had it all fixed up. It helped. my, it was my baby for a long time. I had that for, you know, probably 15 years before I finally sold it. Nice. <laughs>
1: uh, within the uh, event planning industry, what's, uh, what's some advice or a book you would suggest for uh, someone listening to the industry or getting started in the industry? Brady, we'll go with you first. You know, it's,
4: um, I would tell them to uh, learn as much as you can about everything and see the opportunity in every opportunity. You know, it's kind of like when I was started with pro M there's a lot of jobs that we all had to do that maybe weren't so glamorous. Right. But if you do that job and do that job well and treat that job as it's very important, somebody, somewhere is going to notice that and be like, Hey, you did a really good job at this. Do you want to try this? So I always tell people when I speak to you know, students or whatever, see the opportunity in every opportunity. Um, and, and make the most of it, right? It's That's a big thing. When you, If you're gonna work in the event industry, you're going to work, like don't, there's no job that you're above. If, if and for myself, if we're doing an event and traffic's not working, I jump out of my truck, I have to direct traffic, right? That's something that everybody has to do it and you have to do whatever it takes to get the job done, be willing to do that. And there's just some people, quite frankly, aren't. Um, as far as books, there's the, the one book that's really good is called Be Our Guest. It's kind of the Disney uh, principles of customer service. There's another one um, that I really like. It's called um, I can't even. Um, it's a story of the Happy State Bank, um, and it talks about uh, during uh, after the the uh, recession back in two thousand eight, nine, ten. Look, there's this bank in Texas. I can't remember the name. And basically, what they're they have a set of values and standards that that is the most important thing to them and. And that, that bank actually made money, right? It's one of the few banks that actually made money during this, um, It's like uncompromising or something. Gosh, I can't believe I can't think of the name of this. But in Bank and Text, that, that's a really good one. Be Our Guest is a really good one. I mean, there's a lot of books out there, um, but those are two that, that I recommend um, for people that are in, in any industry, right? The Be Our Guest has parallels to customer service and a lot of things, but the event industry specific, That's a, I think that's a good one. Casey?
3: So I've always said, and Brady's probably heard me say this too, is, you know, if you just work hard goes kind of what he said. If you work hard, do the right thing, no matter what your job is, you always win. I I told my kids that growing up and that. I believe that the whole time, which is how I got where I'm at. Um, and the other one, I think that was an advantage for both Brady and I is that we both, there was no job that we haven't done. So we're never asking someone else to go do something we haven't done ourselves. Um, which is, two things. One, there's a level of respect you get when those people you're talking, you're working with, you know, you're not just pointing telling them to do stuff that they know that you haven't done before. So I think that's helpful. And it also is helpful on our end because we've done that job. So we know how much time it takes <laughs> and how to do it. So when you send someone to do something and three days later, they're not done, you know that they really haven't been doing their job. So that can be helpful as well. Um, the other one is, is if you don't have patience and you don't have, Uh, problem solving mentality it's going to be tough because no event goes as planned ever and there's always surprises that pop up so the big thing is is to try to foresee as many of the unknowns as you can so that you have time to fix the problems you don't know about that are coming and I've never done an event that went exactly the way it was planned there's always a challenge that pops up you know 2010 with the big storm you know we've it was a knowing the storm was coming and spending two days planning of parking semis along the side of the tent as a windbreak to help keep the tent from blowing down. And, you know, one of our competitors didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, we'll leave that
1: unnamed. <laughs> it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right about that. Is there anything else you want to add before we close? I know how valuable your guys' times are. Once again, I just can't thank you enough for being a part of our Fire Watch uh, episode one, actually with the fire department, and I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you guys out at the events and uh, continuing many, many
3: more years of working with you and and uh, hand-in-hand with you guys. So is there anything else you'd like to add? You know, my my biggest thing is, and I've told Kerry this and Chief Ford when he was here, is you know, I went through the Citizens Fire Academy, which taught me a lot, Of all and I work do stuff all over the country, whether it's with Barrett Jackson or other events that I've done all over the country, California, Connecticut, Florida, Texas, everywhere. And Scottsdale's fire department is head and shoulders above any other city I worked in. And the biggest reason is every fire department can find something that's wrong. But Scottsdale Fire Department is the only one that helps you find the solution. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they just point out what's wrong and they leave you on your own to guess. And you know Scottsdale, I can call Carrier, I can call Zim, or I could call anybody, and say, "Hey, I got a challenge over here. What do you think?" And we'll find that we'll find the solution together. And that's been the thing that's made it the most enjoyable to work with. And uh, so that's a that's a big deal as far as I'm concerned. It makes the doing the event so much easier that we you have that relationship with the fire department.
1: So that's good, and, and it's also SP, SPD, right? Uh, same. I mean, the same. It's. When you when we can look at across the valley and other fire departments don't get along with their police department, and we have such a great working relationship. And every single one of those meetings, SPD's in there. Yep. Uh, you know, we have Mr. Schaefer in there, uh, who uh, who <laughs> who likes to point us in that sometimes the fire he's, takes. He's he likes to take passionate. all the fire and PD, but uh, you know, he's a he's. I love him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Brady, you have anything?
4: Yeah, you know, I'll kind of echo what Casey said. Uh, You know, when I was on the host committee in 2008 and Chief Shannon was in Glendale, and that's when Tom and I met and got to work together, you know, for the first time closely. We brought in, we had this planning effort that I still some of it today with the work groups and stuff that, that, you know, we kind of modeled. And as all these other departments, both fire and police came in from all over the United States, they couldn't believe how well our public safety partners worked here, especially fire PD. They, they were shocked that that you guys were in the same room. And I think that speaks volumes to the commitment, both at the command level, but also at the level that, you know, kind of we work at the ground level. Is that everybody's here to do the right thing and make the event as safe as it can be and as enjo- enjoyable as it can be for our guests. Right. I say our guests for people who are coming and, and that's just, you know, for us to be a part of that. It's when we were talking about, you know, kind of the old days, I remember the old Westworld days is. It was, where's the brush truck, right? Is that was everything, the brush truck, yeah. was the first day Tet, it was the fire chat. No matter when it really was, you park the brush truck and everybody like, okay, just go to the brush truck. Something's hurt, go to the brush truck, So on the fire, go to the brush truck. Like that's, yeah. I remember those days, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But we, you know, we've grown since then. And, and it's it's like the the partnership that we have with Scottsdale Fire. you know, we pro and, but we, the event industry uh, with Scottsdale FIRE, with Scottsdale PD and our partners is, is great. And I think that shows, right? I think when people come to the events, They have a good time and they don't understand or maybe realize the partnership, the work goes into it. But at the end of the day, they have a good time. Right. And that, and that's what's most important. So, um, that, by the way, the book's called non-negotiable. It was driving me nuts. Okay. That's what it was. Nice.
2: Uh,
1: So I do have to say, I just want, you know, that just triggers something in my mind. Um, there are going to be a lot of people in town. I think all of our events are going to be, have, many more than we're expecting we're already seeing high attendance levels just in concerts and home shows that get thrown on the in the city uh, the attendance is definitely going to be there hopefully we have great weather that's always the one you know denominator knock on wood uh but you know along with these these barrett-jackson and wm phoenix open it's a great time, right? The the W M Phoenix Open has Rory McIlroy, or yeah, the number one golfer in the world that just said he's coming. They've got uh, the elevated events, which now I think they're calling designated events, which it's a higher purse, twenty million. So the you know the first top twenty, you know, there it's life changing money for those top twenty. So um, there's going to be a big field, which brings out more people that want to see those top players. So we got we got n- number one, number two coming in uh, with all the partying the events the 16th uh hole in one from last year they they talked about you know they are going to change that there there's going to be a cup now that's there not uh, cans so that just makes it safer you know everybody working together it makes it something yeah so <laughs> i think they i think yesterday he said they ordered like 250,000 cups and we're like that's not enough but he's like no that's just for hole 16 yeah uh, uh yeah so um, the thing that we lose track of here is the amount of money that the Thunderbirds and Barrett Jackson donate to charities in our city. You know, uh, Barrett Jackson's up to $135 million donated to charities. And the Thunderbirds are at $160 million just to Arizona charities alone. So um, while there's a golf tournament, sometimes we forgot being played. Um, because we go out there for the parties and everything else um, what a great event that both of you throw and and you know knock on wood I always I'm I'm one of those guys on Saturday morning afternoon when it's all said and done 260,000 people leave and that we only had you know 17 people in our alternative care tent and or we only transported probably 15 or 16 people it just blows me away and it really shows the collaborative effort that we all work together just to keep the event safe and and let's let's not lie to ourselves everybody's coming to Scottsdale it's the place to be Uh, our restaurants are great our 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 hotels are great downtown light nightlife that's a whole nother thing for public safety because we should tr- people transition from the bird's nest when it shuts down at 10 30 down d- into our downtown events so so it's all hands on deck we've got people we've got divisions set up down there to take care of the the people that might need us down there transitioning from the bird's nest uh, transitioning from you know thank goodness we have a week in between uh barrett jackson and the open because then we're move we're shuttling equipment to handle those events so um, not well, I don't want to take any more of your guys' time, but I can't tell you how grateful we are that you came in and took just I mean, low, we're seven days away and and what twenty one days away I believe yeah. So thank you for coming in and I appreciate both of you. Thanks yes. for having us. Yep. Thanks.
4: Appreciate yeah. us. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank it you. Great. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Firewatch Episode One. We hope to see you at one of our signature events. If you want more information, please visit us on social media at Scottsdale Fire or Scottsdale Fire Department's website at ScottsdaleAZ.gov fire. Please take time to leave us a review and give us a rating. We will see you next time and be safe.